Good evening. Good Hello. evening. Good afternoon, depending on where you're at. Welcome Hi, to Ladies Talk Podcast. That's right. That's right. That's right. We're here. We are we excited. Are in the building another Saturday yes. afternoon. Sunday afternoon. Sorry. Sunday. Don't Ooh, know why I thought it was Saturday. This weekend's gone by so quick. You still stuck in yesterday. Ooh, I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I am excited. God yes, is moving. Yes, he is he speaking. Is. There's so much that he's releasing in this season. So I hope that you guys are able to tap into what he's doing in your life and in the yes. lives of those around you. Because uh, this is an important season um, that we're in. And so yes, um, shout out again to our beloved Lisa. Yes, um, she's on a short sabbatical. So we're just going to support her. Pray for her. Yes. We love you, girl. Can't we wait to have you, you back. Hurry um, back. It's not the same without you, but we know that you need your rest and yes. uh, you need to hear from God right now. So we just support you and all that you're doing. Yes, so amen. we love you. But we miss you very much. We miss you very much. Yes. That's right. And, uh, and she's still an active part of her community, you know, yes. with us and with others. Uh, she just is, uh, sometimes you just can't pour out all the time when you're, when you need to receive and you that's need right. to hear from God. And yes. so, um, that's where she's at right now. So, uh, we're excited for when you come back should be next week. Um, but we play it by ear, take it one day at a time and we'll see what God has for yes. us. So. You know, sometimes you don't have anything left to pour out. Yeah. It, and so yes. you have to find a way to be filled. I went through that last week. That's yeah, true. Just having nothing and seeking and searching and like, why am I so emotional? Why am what is I going on? I got nothing. How come I can't talk to these people? Yeah. But it just wasn't. I'm pouring all this out, but I've got nothing coming in that fills right. my cup. And you have to have something filling yes. your cup because otherwise you do, you, you just keep on going until you run on empty. That's and then right. you're like, I am depleted. I have yes. nothing left. And, and I think, you know, it was really just in the air last week because Lord. I mean, me too, yes. you know, and it, it was really hard for me to get through the week and for me to focus and press through. I mean, we made yes. it, you know, bless the Lord, but uh, it was really hard to, to do that. So um, important that you are able to identify when you need to stop and fill up or when you need to do something for yourself, yes. you know, to, to receive and to fill up your spirit, your, you know, mental, to make sure your mental health is good, to make sure that everything about what you got going on is healthy. That's right. And in a yeah. good place. We were uh, in the word and praying for people and just, uh, and that, sometimes that takes everything you have. It does. And uh, just standing in the gap for somebody or, or filling in for somebody being, asking God to give you the strength yeah. to pray for them while they can't pray or while they don't know what to say. And there were several things going on that we had going. So yeah, that's, uh, that was tough. It was hard because I'd never been at just that stop and standstill point where I had nothing, even the ministry that I do at work in the van was more of a, just talking to conversation to, to people guys and girls just how you doing oh you got kids but wasn't led by the lord to talk yeah. ministry and just building relationships and friendships is what i was meant to do because i had nothing to pour into them. right right so and yeah and you know and sometimes when you're in those places you know when we're at our weakest mentally or physically you know then the enemy really tries to come in and take ground you know yes. he tries to come in and make you think like you're not hearing from god mm. Or the work that you've done doesn't matter yes. or, you know, you're not being impactful or effective or you're not worth it or you're a failure or, you know, it's not going the way you want to. And he just comes in with all of his 
crazy thoughts and just things like, you know, the Bible says that he's the accuser of the brethren, you know, that he stands at the, uh, at the, uh, he stands at the altar and he basically just condemns us, you know, and tells God everything we're doing wrong, you yeah. know? And so he has that way of doing that sometimes, uh, when we're weak. And I realized that last week I constantly had to pray cause I'm like, Lord, I just feel like these thoughts are just weighing yes, me down. You yes. know, I feel so depleted and, um, but then, you know, the Lord reminded me of his scripture, you know, for when I am weak, then he is strong. Yes. And that is where exactly. we want to be at, where he is strong, where That's it's not right. about me, but it's where his strength can shine. And his strength is what begins to raise up on the inside of us. And uh, we're able to really just deliver what God wants us to deliver. And it's in his strength. Yes. And part of the uh, mine was uh, thinking, am I done pouring into these people? I was ready to quit. Because I wasn't hearing anything, and I thought yeah. I came to the point where I just didn't care because I had nothing left to care one way or the other. Yeah. But then, you know, and then I thought it's like a fear, like or a just uh, and just an uncertainty. God, am yes. I finished with? That? I don't want to be done working for you. So then, my scripture that I used is that God does not give us the spirit of fear, that's right, but of power of love and a sound mind. And I was standing on that power of love and a sound mind, and. Praying was the one thing I could do last week. That's right. I couldn't do extra for everybody, but God heard my heart and he knew. That's right. And praying is the one thing that kept me surviving last week. Absolutely. <laughs> Talking to God. Absolutely. And so that kind of takes us into our conversation today because... You know, in this day and age, it's so important that we're hearing and listening from God. Oh, it's so yes. important that we're being obedient to what he mm -hmm. says because, you know, one little detour, one little, you know, sidetrack. I mean, could detour you for a while, you know, following one choice because of how you feel or how you don't feel could put you on this three week detour, you mm. know, that if you would have been obedient, that feeling would have passed yes. or that emotion would have passed. And mm -hmm. it's so important right now that we're hearing from God, that we're listening and that we're seeking his face about what his will is for our life. Yes. And um, so we just wanted to talk a little bit. I kind of wanted to, they talked about this a little bit at church, which I loved yes, because I is. preached on this a few weeks ago and, you know, just talking about listening and, you know, so I just want to talk a little bit about barriers or obstacles that might come in your way um, from serving God or from having the momentum that you might have while you're serving God. Um, and so what are some of those obstacles for you in your life right now or what have they been? Uh, wow. Um, let's pray real quick before we go sure. into this. Yeah. Father, we just thank you for this time together, God. Lord, just lead and guide us today, Lord, that we might just... Uh, you use us to touch people, God, to be a blessing to them, God, as we are vulnerable and authentic, God. Lord, we just pray that you would open hearts, open ears and eyes, yes, God, Lord. that people would just hear from you. We give you the honor and the glory and bless Lisa, God, in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Um, for one thing, when you get down to where you have nothing to give, uh, praying. Now I wake up in scripture and in prayer every morning and, um, when you don't want to pray, when you start passing up the things that God has Ooh, you doing, yep. that right there is in yep. your way. You are in your own way. You're in your head space. Yep. You are no longer in uh, your faith, yep. in your walk, faith walk. You are in your head space and you're letting the enemy come upon you that, and, and just steer you in that direction. That's why it's important to be led by the spirit. It is. Because you can feel the spirit saying, you don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. And you're like, yeah, I am because... Yeah. Because I'm feeling feelings and emotions. I don't mm -hmm. want to do that right now. Just just stay there and just let me be. 
let me live in my head. No, you don't want to do that. You want to listen to the spirit, push through that. Cause, uh, man, um, so that would be one thing, not being obedient to God. Right. That's so good. And, and talking about um, headspace, I just want to throw in this verse right now. Um, 2 Corinthians 10, 5, it says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God yes. and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Holding it captive. Listen, Woo! it's yes. so important. Look, we have. And I'm just saying, if you're from a toxic family, if you're from a drama-filled family, we have a tendency sometimes to be addicted to the chaos yes. or addicted to the drama or addicted to the rabbit trail of our thoughts of the what ifs, what could happen, what has happened, replaying memories over in our mind, you know, just this constant obsession with our thoughts and, and letting it run wild. Oh and so this scripture right here is telling us those imaginations, we have to cast them down. Yes. If they exalt themselves against the knowledge of God, if they are not in the will of Christ or according to the word of God, yes. then we have to bring them into captivity because um, it, it you bring it into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, yes. which means we have authority by the name of Jesus. No, in Jesus name, devil, I do not uh, entertain that thought. I Amen. cast that down in Jesus name, God. And I release thoughts in my mind of peace, of joy, of love, of, you know, whatever it is. And you start dwelling on those things. Yes. Uh, the Bible also says, um, Whatever things are good, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever yes. things are of good report, yes. think on these things. Yes. And um, that is in Philippians uh, 4, 8. And so it's so important. It says uh, whatever is of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Now, the yes. Bible is so, so strategic yes. in what it tells us. These are weapons yes. of warfare for us to use against what the enemy is trying to use to take us down. And it's that headspace. Yes. It's exactly what you just said. It's what the enemy uses to try to get us in our emotions, yes. to try to get us out of the spirit and into the flesh, mm -hmm. to try to get us to follow the rabbit trails like he leaves these little breadcrumbs and yes. just wants to see if we're going to follow yes. them to open up that big old can of worms. Yes, and it's just that easy. Just little bitty bit by bit, little bitty bit that takes easy. us away from the will of God. But let me tell you, with you saying that, um, we, uh, something, the way he played, used me was through my heart. The heart can be deceiving because I thought I was good in my mind, but then I started hearing other people's cries. And so then I started being worried for uh, people, our friend, a uh, friend of the family's passed away. And I was thinking her husband, her, her children, her, uh, mother-in-law, who's a good friend of mine. And I was really thinking my heart was breaking for them. Mm -hmm. And instead of just crying out, Oh God, Oh God, you know, hear my heart. And just, I was really sulking in that feeling. Yeah. I was feeling what they were feeling. Yeah. Now I could do that as an intercessor, but I wasn't doing it as an intercessor. Right. I was doing it as a human. Right. right. Mm -hmm. I was doing that a human going, Oh my God, can you feel their heart, Lord? You know, mm -hmm. and I was talking to God, but I wasn't praying for him. I was mm -hmm. just explaining how they yeah. felt. Yeah. So that's another way we get in our way. Ooh, that's we good. let things tug on our heart and then it's our heart and our mind that's yes. deceiving. And, and, you know, my scripture <laughs> Is Romans 12, 2. That's Do not right. be conformed to the patterns That's of this right. world that be transformed by, by the, the renewing of your mind. mind. Yeah. I'm telling you, and that's why we have to renew our mind throughout the day over yeah. and over and over again, because we go right back to the old patterns. That's right. Over and over and over again. We have to be in God's word, 
reading, praying, you know, quoting scripture, praying scripture. You've got to get to know the word. If you don't know the word, carry your Bible with you. You got a Bible app on your phone, use your Bible app. If you don't know something, Google the word, you know, um, intercessor or prayer or God or or spirit of Holy Spirit, whatever you want to know about, Google mm-hmm. it and look for something that lines up with the word of God. Uh, and uh, just, but that's one of the things that got in my way was yeah. my heart. Yes. Uh, tugging, tugging on my heartstrings. And so once I got out of that, and I think it's something you said, I don't remember what you said, but you said something to me or maybe not to me, but you said something about mm-hmm. all the people whose hearts breaking. Mm-hmm. You said, I don't know what you said about it, but you said something and it just struck me yeah. that I need to stop that and be praying for that feeling yeah. that they're having and yes. not instead of carrying that feeling on myself and yes. not praying for it. Yes. So. And that that's such a good point because I will tell you, I have ran into endlessly, you know, we have the standard, you know, oh, I'm praying for you. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you mm-hmm. move out of that moment and you don't pray for somebody. Or you have people who walk with God, who claim to be Christians, who will tell everyone else, pray for me. You know, I'm going through this, this, and this, but they're not praying for themselves. Or they're so stuck on the worry and the fear that they're not actually taking the time to take it into prayer. We wholly believe prayer changes things. Listen, uh, Jesus himself prayed. He left the crowd so that way he could pray. So he could give to the father. The father could give back to him and he could move about his business and purpose. And so Jesus himself prayed to accomplish things in the spirit. And that's what we have to do. You know, we can't just hold all of these weights on our shoulders and carry all of these anxieties in our mind and think that that's going to change anything. Or, you know, like I talked about a couple weeks ago with my heart issues, which bless God, all of my stuff has came back clear and free. I'm good, you guys. Um, But, you know, I didn't want my mom to tell anybody anything, not because I was worried about it, but Mm -hmm. because I'm like, I don't want anyone else's worry because your worry can't help me. What can worry do? You know, and even the Bible says, you know, can worry even add another day to your life? No, it can't. But what you can do is open your mouth and pray for me because your prayer matters. Your prayer is going to change things. Your prayer is going to go into the heavens and to make something happen. And so, as an intercessor, like you said, you know, earlier, like you could feel those feelings. Now, if you feel those feelings of grief and of heartbreak and you take them into prayer and you pray those things out until you feel something shift, something move, something lift from you, that is being an intercessor. And that is praying those things through, you know, and just so you guys know, because she knows what it is, but just so you guys know, that's how you do that. When you feel grief and it's from somebody else, when you feel hurt from somebody else or you feel like there's a heaviness and you don't know why but someone's Mm -hmm. on your mind and you feel like you need to pray for them that's how you do that you take those feelings and you go and pray in the spirit by the spirit you pray without uh, um, whatever natural words come to your mind until you feel a shift until you feel a move until you feel a response until you feel finished and then you move forward. That's how you yes, pray as an intercessor. Yes. But we don't like to do that because, like you said, we like to sit in that heartbreak. Yes. And we like to sit in that yes. grief and the drama. And um, I don't know what it is about us, but we're really, really full of drama as women, as Americans, yes. as, you yes. know, everything. And and we're really just petty sometimes. And we just like the, that is the no poor lie. me, the look at me, look yes. what I'm going through, feel bad for me. Yes. And uh, that's no way to live when you are a believer of Christ. No, mine was, um, I could feel, I could feel it on my own heart as if I was them, their yeah. heartbreak, except yeah. it wasn't personally happening right. to me, but I could feel it. And instead of praying, I was thinking, 
my God, do you feel how they feel? Mm -hmm. You know, I yes. was, I, I was totally going the opposite yeah. direction with it. Yeah. Cause yeah, God knows how they feel. Yes, of course he does. <laughs> so, but, uh, yes, uh, I've learned about in, in, in accessory, um, yeah. You know, I don't still don't know a whole lot, but I know the basics of what to do when that happens. And I wasn't doing it because I just, it didn't dawn on me. That's because I hadn't heard about it in a while, talked about it in a while. And the enemy is just using it to twist, using my feelings to twist things. Yes. And so um, that's, uh, that's something that I've learned about. But something else that stands in our way. What was your question now? What stands in our way? Yeah, from just hearing from God, walking in line with Him, getting getting us distracted. Here's one. You wanna... Are y'all ready for it? Uh oh. Are you ready for it? I don't I don't think we do it so much, but being a different person in church and at home Ooh, than you are at work, because you're, you're around right. people, uh, you don't want them judging you. You like, don't want them mocking you. You don't want them making fun of you. You don't think they'll understand why you love the Lord. It doesn't matter if they understand it. It doesn't matter what oh they goodness. think or what they understand. Because when it comes to, to the end of times, you're not going to stand before them. You're right. You're going to be in the same line standing for God. And he's going to be the judge. So if they want to judge you because people judge, pray for them. Yeah. Just pray for them. But we shift. We go to the feel good church. And we feel good Ooh. and God is great and God is good and God is everything. And then we get home, we turn on the TV and maybe we remember to pray for our food. Maybe we don't. Somebody comes over and we're, and we're you know, we're right back to carrying on and, and living in the world as we always do. It's like we never even learned anything at church that day. Right. And then, then maybe before you go to work that day, God gives you a nudge and you feel it and you're like, okay, God, today's going to be different, mm -hmm. you know? And but you don't pray, God, give me strength, you know, help me to represent you to the best, you know. Or maybe you do say that, but once you walk into work and the Holy Spirit's nudging you, you feel embarrassed. Mm -hmm. You feel I don't want to be the one to stand out. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't care, I'll stand out. They right. know I love the Lord. One of the guys <laughs> cursed or said something kind of foul mouthed one day, and my boss said, Do you know you're standing in front of a woman, a woman of God? <laughs> and I'm that's like, you right. better know that. That's, right. that's how I want to be known. That's right. Because they know at work, I'm I'm the same way. I don't change. Absolutely. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys have, you know, certain people. Oh, I'm sure you do. Uh, that you're different ways around. Ooh. You know, some people you could show one part <laughs> of yourself to. Other people you show other parts of yourself mm -hmm. to. And just and just being authentic. You know, um, and I don't know if it's, we've talked about this a little bit before, you know, but when I get into relationships or when I start talking to somebody that I might start dating and, and this has just recently changed, but this is what I I used to do is I used to never talk about God with that person. And now I know the importance of it. And like, gosh, if they can't handle God in my life, then that's a problem. You know, yes. I need to, that needs to be the my first God. thing I'm talking about. Yes. But back then my thought was, well, I don't want to be judged. And I don't want them to say I'm a hypocrite because they see my flaws and my failures. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not even going to talk about God. So my they God. can't call me out Jesus. or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, these are, these are the things that the enemy just puts in our mind and makes us feel like, so that way we don't have accountability. So that way we don't have the community that we need, yes. you know, and 
And you're just, you're so spot on with that one. You know, you have the Sunday face and Mm -hmm. then you go home and you're mean to your kids or you're mean to your spouse or you go to work and you're, you're just rude to your coworkers or rude to your customers. And, you know, where is Jesus in that? Like, where is the person that you went to, to church and said, hallelujah and said you were doing great and you had that joy. And then you turned around and were a completely different person, you know, and, this is this is uh what consistency in Christ is why it's so important because when we're yeah. consistent in him we're consistent in our character yeah. and we're consistent in our integrity and we're consistent right. in what we say we're doing we're actually doing it even when no one's looking yes. and that's what's so important yeah and i'm guilty with my husband um we've come so far and he supports me and he's supported me for a long time and he tells me he supports me but for a long time i didn't come home and talk god with him cuz I just knew he didn't want to hear it. How did I know? Because you told yourself. (laughs) Because I told myself you're right. He didn't tell me. He said, I support you in whatever you're doing. He said, I support you in whatever you're doing. You know, don't let me stand in front of you and God. Yeah. But in my head. But you put that judgment on him. I sure did. And uh, it wasn't even his fault. He didn't even do nothing. Yeah. But I did. Mm-hmm. And and so now we're starting to, he's starting, I'm starting to say things and he's starting to respond mm-hmm. about God. So we're starting to have those godly conversations. Yep. But uh, shame on me mm-hmm. for just assuming, mm-hmm. you know, and putting in my head, well, he don't want to hear it. Why well, didn't want to hear it? Because I, I came in while he was watching something in the middle of a show or something and said something. He said, mm-hmm. shh, mm-hmm. or something. So that automatically stuck in my no, head. Well, he don't want to hear it. Else. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't even it. Yeah, You know, you can't come in and interrupt somebody that's in the flesh doing something or listening to something that they're into right? and want to talk about God. And they're just saying, oh, wait, okay, come yeah, on. Let me stop. No, it's going to irritate yeah. them. And that's yeah. what I did. And then when, when that happened, I just thought, oh, well, he don't want to talk about God now. But I mean, God showed me that, mm-hmm. you know, revealed that. So, yeah. so slowly we've been learning. I'll say so. And we've really had some good, hard conversations yes. and some really good talks. A couple of them this week. Yeah. Just, um, and God just amazes me. So I'm just like, whoa, he really just said that. Yes. Right. Praise God. Well, it, it, it's so crazy. This is one thing I have seen about life, you know, and we went to a, a funeral this weekend. And mm. one of the things that they talked about is how this woman who just lived her life out loud and she always expected the best out of yes, other people. Now, this is the thing that we do in our life, though, is for some reason, we expect the least out of other people. We don't trust that they can handle the conversation that we're carrying. We don't trust that they can handle the spirit inside of us. And, uh, you know, we don't trust that, you know, what their response, we assume to know what their responses are going to be that, that, oh, their response is going to be minimal or their response is not going to be up to the level of type of conversation I want to have. We don't give people the chance to have those intellectual conversations, those spiritual conversations. We yeah. take it completely out of the equation. We judge them from the get-go and put our own judgment our mouth. Absolutely. And, yes, you God. know, how freeing would that be to us, you know, if we stop just putting the prejudgments and the pre-biases on people and we're just ourselves in freedom to talk about God in the things of growth. Mm-hmm. And not only that, so giving people a chance to yes. show up in a real way, yes. but also demanding and expecting more from them you know i'm not gonna talk small talk because i don't expect you to come and talk to me on a small level you know you come talk to me i want you to talk to me and have a big dream a big vision talk big goals you know big spiritual stuff and so good but we have to get out of our own way 
in assuming that people are too small to get in on the conversation or too small minded or not, you know, too judgmental or whatever the, you know, fill in the blank for you, for whatever it is you think about other people. But we think that we're the ones who understand it and other people don't. And that's a, that's an arrogance. (laughs) That's that's a pride pride. that, you know, we shouldn't be walking with as followers of Christ. Anyone should be invited to these conversations. Yeah. And it's not something that I even realized. Mm -hmm. But slowly over time, God was making it known to me. Yes, yes. And one of the one of the ways I realized that was when uh, my friend at work said, talked to me about he had uh, fell back into his addiction, and and I was just listening to his story, and he was crying, and it was just so sad. And um, I was just thinking, God, give me words for this man, you know, yeah. while he was telling me that. And when he was done. And I prayed for him. He said, thank you for not judging me. And that made me realize mm-hmm. how many times I don't listen to somebody's story without judging them. Ooh, yeah. You know, so that kind of opened my eyes mm-hmm. to that. And so that's when I started having different conversations with my husband a little bit more when he, instead of assuming, yeah. you know, and placing that judgment on people, because I don't want to be judged. That's and, right. and I went through a whole season of not judging. And I did really good in teaching yeah. people, give grace, give yeah. grace. I did that for a couple part. of years. And now I'm like slowly, this is how the enemy works, slowly putting those different kinds of judgments on people. Right, right. And I didn't even catch it. But now it's caught. Yeah. It's now I'm learning how to live with it. So. And you know what? I, we just, I just got to share the story because she shared it with me uh, while we were driving in the car the other day. But, you know, we deal with a lot of tweakers at work. <laughs> yeah. You know, we deal with a lot of people who come in and they're on something. And you're like, oh, my goodness. It's a judgment. It is. <laughs> So we were driving down the highway and, and I was telling her, man, what are all these people doing out on the highway? Because there's all these random people just standing out on the highway. So she tells me this story about this guy who gets in the van and she thinks he's tweaking. I mean, he gets in and starts talking about, man, there's always these people watching me in the trees and da 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 and You can go ahead and tell it uh, and, what he was saying. And he was awful antsy too. So I thought, oh Lord, what have I got here? Got me a tweaker. <laughs> anyway, he's like, if you look in those trees right over there, and he pointed and I'm like, okay, I'm going to look. Yeah, why am I gonna? And I look and there was homeless people in them trees. <laughs> I saw them. And then, so we're sitting there and he, he said, and what the H is that Evan uh, man doing standing over there on his porch every morning? He's got his eyes on me. And I thought, oh, my gosh, Lord, I'm going to look again. And I look up and there's a man standing across the street on his porch. He's really there. He's really there. And as soon as we start to leave, that man gets in his car and leaves. So I think that's just his morning. The people in the trees were homeless. But that man, I think that that same time every day is where I pick up that spot. So I think it's just his time to go out and have his cigarette or his fresh air or whatever it is on the porch before he gets in his car and leaves yeah. for work. But I'm just, I, I had judgments all but over this guy. the way this guy was talking, Ooh. I mean, if someone wasn't really paying attention, yes. you'd think he's crazy. Like this yes. man is tweaking. He yes. thinks everyone's watching him. He thinks there's people in the trees. And then you realize, oh, there really are people in the trees. Yes. I didn't want to look. I'm like, God, I hate people that make me go there and I'm not doing any drugs right. or I'm anything. I'm not hallucinating. That just makes me mad. I'm not in on and the party. And it was just probably, you know, homeless people getting up and stretching or something. I don't know what they were doing. But- yeah. But they, they live were behind the trees they because they're running them out of everywhere they're at in the open yeah. area. So they're going, I was just laughing. But <laughs> but this is true, though. It but, is. But we do this, you know, to people. We just think, oh, they're just crazy. Or, oh, they, we just, we just have the wrong judgments about yes. people. You know, uh, we just immediately assume that they're this or that. And we don't give them the ability to show up yes. big, to play big, to 
you know, come into these environments of Christ and to understand what we're talking about or to get in on the conversations of growth or whatever so, that may look like. Let me ask like. you this. So what would you say the difference is between uh, not judging them and being gullible and listening to them? Well, I think that's where wisdom comes in because, yeah, you know, good. wisdom is knowledge, but it's the application of knowledge. And so when you know yes. that a lot of people that you deal with are tweakers yes. and a lot of people that you deal with yes. are on something, <laughs> you have a heightened awareness to this stuff. Yes. However, wisdom would tell you that, okay, it's possible they might be tweaking, but still be aware of your surroundings, yes. still be aware of what's going on. So then you're able to look around and say, oh, that is really happening. Yes. You know, you're able to assess the situations <laughs> that, oh, this is really going on, you know? And so I, I do think um, it comes with a level of discernment and just being able yes. to assess a situation, Amen. know what you know, use what you know, understand yeah. what's happening That's in this right. situation, you know, and then just supply it how Holy Spirit leads yes. you to, you know, and sometimes we get it right. Sometimes we don't, you know, sometimes we want to believe in people and then we're like, oh, Lord, you know, we fell for that one. And, you know, as much as I've been through around tweakers in my life, it was Holy Spirit's the only reason I looked at them trees. <laughs> I did not. Like, I'm not about to like, I live this life. I've been here. I, I don't even want I mean, You ain't about to have me staring at these trees yeah. and ain't nobody there. I am not about to go there. I'm telling you because I'll tell you guys when I when I was a kid we had one night my dad kept us up all night tweaking and uh we were sitting on the couch and we had this curtain and he kept saying look you see right there in the curtain and I mean I'm sitting there I'm looking hard I mean I'm a little girl and I am looking hard at this curtain and he's like they're cutting a hole in the window right now and I'm talking about this went on for hours it was not they're cutting a hole in the window right now look they're about to come in here any second like any second they're about you see them do you see that do you see that right there they're cutting a hole in the window and the curtains are shut and we're we're too scared to go to the door and open it or to go to the window and look we're literally all it was me, Jose, you, and Dad. We're yes. literally all four of us sitting on this couch all night yes. waiting for the feds or for whoever to come busting in the house because he was just swore up and down they were cutting the window open. And not that they were going to bust in the door, and but they, they were, were cutting after, yeah, in the window. They, yeah. they were going to come in and get them. And, I mean, we had to go to school the next day. Like, oh, <laughs> we, I was so we mad. We were I just all Night. This is stupid. Why don't they just come in and do what they're going to do? Why are they putting us through all this? And I was mad at them, not him. Exactly. Because we didn't know. Exactly. It was crazy. Okay. And I want to say, we laugh about all this. And it is a funny memory now. But the uh, time, it wasn't funny. But I want you all to know, praise God, my husband was delivered of drugs he years was. ago. He was. And he is not that person anymore. He's not. But that's the world we live in now where it is everywhere. And people are just uh people get mad at people for being like that yeah and you know and i've been there and done that but you've got to have a heart of Uh non-judgment and use discernment like you said that's it that's it you know and this is the thing you know anytime i have a strong judgment towards somebody um i always try to ask holy spirit to just stop me in my tracks or something because the, the people that the pharisees in the bible judge the hardest Jesus released the most and he freed the most And like, you know, you think about um, the woman who was caught in the act of adultery and one, you were caught. So it sounds like a setup, you know, and two, what happened to the guy you were with, you know, he wasn't nowhere in the picture, but they dragged this woman out in the streets, threw her in front of Jesus and they wanted Jesus to condemn her and to judge her and to cast her down and to make her feel more worthless than she already felt, you know, and, and, 
the Bible says that he drew a line in the sand and he wrote something in the sand. And um, he said, you know, those without sin cast the first stone. And one by one, people started dropping their stones. And because at that time, stoning was a a legal response to to an adulterer. Yeah. And so Jesus said those without sin cast the first stone. And so one by one, everyone dropped their stones and they left. And then he looked at the woman and he said, woman, where are your accusers? Look around you. You know, where are they? And so like the one person that could have accused her, the one person that have every right to tear her down and belittle her and make her feel worthless, instead forgave her and empowered her. He told her, go and sin no more. And and to me, that's the heart of Jesus. The people that are the most broken that we would think, God, you're just done with them. You know, there's no coming back from that. And he takes those people and he restores them and he redeems them and he reminds them who they are in him. And he reminds them of his love. The Bible says it's his mercy and his kindness that lead people to repentance. Yes, It's not our judgments. It's not our casting them down. It's not us being rude or or telling them what they did wrong, making them feel bad about themselves. You know, it's not that at all. So, amen. Amen. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, I, I, I do think it, it's a good conversation, you know, to, for us to be aware, just continually be aware of these places that we're deceived at, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and also, if you've been through it, you have a testimony for it. Yeah. Share your testimony. Share your story. That is something Lucretia preached about, and then it was confirmed today. today it was so service cool. Was so good. It was so cool. It um, because this is this is my, my scripture coming from was Revelation twelve fourteen. It's you know we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Yes, amen. That's a part of how we overcome. Amen. You know, but the pastor today um, shared the story about after Jesus rose from the dead, he appeared to some people on the road as a stranger and they didn't recognize him. And after he broke bread and ate with them, they recognized him. They just traveled a long way, um, from where they were from Jerusalem after, you know, after Jesus was crucified, they traveled a long way back after the Passover, finally got home. Jesus broke bread with them, ate with them, then they could see that it was Jesus. And then he disappeared before their sight. So then this information was burning so much in them. They were like, we got to go back. So they made the travel back to tell people what they just saw and what they just witnessed. And things like these, I mean, it's contagious, you know, even thinking about the woman at the well, when Jesus told her, you know, the type of water that I have for you, you know, you'll, you'll, drink and never thirst again and you know he's like where's your husband that's right you don't have a husband you've been married five times and the one that you're with now isn't your husband so anyways at the end of her encounter with jesus she ran back and told the village her story and when she shared her story the whole village came and began to see jesus and as he ministered to them the bible says that then they begin to believe for themselves It was her story that started it, but because of her story, then they were able to encounter Jesus and then they were able to believe for themselves. That's the importance of sharing your story. That your story could start a fire, man, like a match. You tell one story and that person is going to go back and share with his family, his people or wherever he's at. That's right. And that's going to be four or five people that's going to go share that with somebody else. And then they're going to share. And before you know it, you've got a fire going. That's right throughout the nation of people sharing 
because you shared your story. That's right. And it's spreading. That's right. Um, I don't know if you've ever been around somebody who like laughing contagiously oh or, <laughs> you know, and you just can't help but smile. You Or, you know, you see those YouTube videos where babies laugh and you just can't help but just bust out laughing with it. And look, that's sometimes a, a, if you are, you know, depending on how you encounter God, but there's sometimes that that's really how the spirit of God is. Yes. And and when you're filled with him and you get the revelations, uh, you know, that his goodness and his mercy follow you all the days of his life, mm. you know, he's constantly there for you. He's constantly reassuring you constantly, yes. um, you know, loving on you and embracing you. And even in your faults, you know, picking you up and walking beside you and everything that he does and all of his goodness. And you begin to understand that then I'm I mean, it, you can't help but be contagious with your story. Yes. And this is why I tell people I'm not ashamed to share, share my story about what I went through or what I'm going through, because to me, I'm like, he is so good. Amen. He's so good. It's not about my imperfections. Right. I'm not embarrassed or ashamed. I'm human. That's right. And I go through, you know, some crazy stuff. And, you know, I have some um, pretty big, you know, temptations and stuff, uh, generational curses and all types of things, you know, that I'm navigating and working through and all that stuff. However, God's goodness overrides all of that, right. you know, and his mercy and his kindness and his love and the way that, um, I was just thinking this week because we talked about how it was a hard week and I, I really struggled this week with temptation. And, you know, I opened up to my communities about it. I'm like, I'm really struggling. I really just want to go back and smoke some weed. I really just want to go back and, you know, hit somebody up, you know, people I was in relationships with. And, you know, I'm just like, I'm really struggling. Yeah. And, you know, this morning I woke up to go to church and I just thought, Lord, I just thank you that your mercies are yes, new every morning bring that, up, so that I don't have to carry this Amen. thing day by day, Amen. by day, by day, but every day your mercies are new every yes. day, your goodness and your mercy follow me. Yes. Let me just encourage you. If you're one of those people that say, Oh, I don't want to do that. Cause I'm a hypocrite. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. We all fall. We all oh. fall short. That's we right. all fall. And if we get back up and keep moving in God, then that's what we're supposed to do. Right. But if you say, I don't want to do that because I don't want to be a hypocrite, well, then you know where you're going to stand. We know what side of the fence you're standing on. Yeah. But if you're a brother or sister in Christ and you're saying that, yeah. I want you to check your heart. Yeah. Check with Holy Spirit and see where you belong, which yes. side of that fence you're on. Because it's we're not supposed to judge each other. The judgment is for God. Yeah. You're supposed to pray for us if we fall and can't yeah. get back up. Don't pass judgment on us. And if you say, well, I don't want to be a hypocrite. You're calling us a hypocrite. And if that's what you call us, so be it. Mm -hmm. That's how you see it. So be it. But we are just humans like you guys trying to serve God. But because we are fleshly, we do sin. And sometimes we do fall back. Even the best of the best fall back. Yeah. But they get up. It's what they do with that. They get up and they don't stay on the fence. They say, heck, no, I'm getting over this fence. And they go over it and they go move forward with God. Mm -hmm. So if you're one of those people that say, well, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to be a hypocrite, you know, because that's what you're doing, going to church and then living like this. No, you need to be praying for me. If you're a brother or sister in Christ, pray for me. Don't judge me. Yes. And if you're not, I'm going to pray for you. Right. So. That's it. You know, I saw on Facebook today and I was just trying to find it. I couldn't remember where I found it, but um, somebody posted and they said, if, if your, if your kitchen ceiling starts leaking, uh, it's, it's leaking from the second floor because somebody left the faucet on. 
Um, it, it said, are you going to start throwing water out of your kitchen, hoping to fix it? Or are you going to go up to the root of the problem to the second floor and turn off that water and get that water cleared out first? And this is what it said. It said, sometimes we address sin like that, mm, where you're from the place of our kitchen. We're trying to throw out that water. We're trying to control our sin by the do's and don'ts, oh but it's not the do's and don'ts that control our sin. It's God's goodness and mercy right. and spending time in his word. And as we spend time in his word, his love, his mercy, his goodness transforms us it gives us a desire to want to please him a desire to be closer to him it makes us feel convicted when we do sin right. and so as we do these things then it's like going to the source and turning off that faucet so that way the other symptoms that are falling down can clear out you know and, right. because we've cut it off from the source yeah. but when we get into that do's and don'ts mentality of our sin of oh i can do this i can't do this the ten commandments say this they don't say this you know which they're there for a reason however you know it's it's not in our own perfection that we can do it because we're flesh we're humans you know it's it's not by might not by his power you know but by his spirit that we're able to overcome and so um understand that Every person who talks about I'm a hypocrite, you truly don't understand Jesus right. and you truly don't understand what his love That's and power right. are for. Yeah. I don't believe he's looking for us to be perfect. I believe he's looking for us to love him and, and in loving him in return and in believing and having that relationship in him. Then we're perfected by Christ. Yeah. You know, um, it's it's the finished work of the cross. It was already finished whether you come to him or That's not, right. but it's a part of us when you engage and you respond to the work of the cross you know then we're receiving the free gift yes. that he gave us yes. we're receiving that free gift and you have to catch that revelation this is why I, we really wanted to have this conversation today because there's a lot of deception mm -hmm. in the world right now and the enemy would have you think That's well right. when you get it all together i can go to church jesus. but let me assure you without jesus you will not get That's it all right. together right. there is more than just physical consequences going on here there is spiritual wars oh, at yes. work against your destiny Lord. against your bloodline yes. against what god has called for you oh, and that's god. why it's so hard for you to step out into what god has called that's you to right. do that's why every time you choke try to go to church the whole world falls down that's why every time you try to shift in your family everything bad breaks out that's, right. that's why every time something happens and you try to think about god everything comes at you yes. because there is a war against your that's destiny right. there right. is a war against the purpose of christ in your life and you cannot and will not overcome without the overcomer right. without the one who defeated death hell and the grave gave you the keys to the kingdom yes. there is power in the name of jesus Ooh, and without that name without a relationship with him you can do nothing yes fight for your purpose not against your purpose that's right oh my gosh. that's right and i'm telling you that that mentality is for people who absolutely don't understand if you think that you have to wait to get it all together, you don't understand Jesus That's and right. you don't understand Christianity. Right. It's about surrendering to him. I yes. surrendered to him and my flaws. There's some things, and I talked about this before, you know, I've always believed, well, really, I, I do believe in smoking weed. You know, I do believe that some people need that for anxiety, medicinal, medicinal purposes. You know, I was smoking weed for a while and just a couple weeks ago, I just being at the place that I was in and God, this is very new to me. Just a couple weeks ago, it just occurred to me. It just hit my spirit. You don't need it anymore. You were in complete surrender. To yeah, him. exactly. You, you and I didn't want it, didn't crave it, didn't need it, had no desire to do it, didn't want to be around anyone that did it. Yep. Because I'm like, Jesus, I'm so fulfilled by you. Yeah. 
Yes, amen. I'm so in complete surrender to amen. you. I am hearing your voice so clearly. I'm being led by you and in, in, in being obedient. And as I'm doing that, you're responding. And I was like, Lord, I don't want anything to come in between That's this. Right. You know, now I'm human. You know, I'm probably going to fall. I fall a lot, you know, and, and that's just how it goes. But I have never been to a point where I didn't think, oh, I got, you know, because I've, I've thought before about the do's and don'ts. I'm not supposed to do this. I'm not supposed to do this. I'm not mm-hmm. supposed to do this. But I never have got to a point until just recently where I was like, I don't need that anymore. Right. And it just hit my spirit the way that it did. And it was from being in a place of complete surrender. You have to be in surrender because otherwise we're looking at it like the world looks at it. Yeah. Like like a child, don't do this and don't touch that and don't do this. And yes. They're going to. Yep. Just because you told them don't, they're going to. Yep. And that's the way we are as adults. Yeah. Oh, you tell me don't? Just watch this. Watch what I and do. And there we go. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yes. Or you, like your little toddler looking at you, trying yes. to see if you look in while you touch what you just hold not to touch. Yes. And they're looking at you, seeing if you're going to catch them. Yes. You know, and that's the way that we can be. So, it's so important. He preached on it today, and I preached this message a so few weeks good. ago. But it's Ooh. why it's so important that we are listening Yes. right now. And, yeah. and that, that we're, we're in the word of God because, you know... um. What he said today, which was so powerful, is he was talking about walking in the dark. He said, walking with Christ is like walking in the dark. And the only thing is I have flashlights on my shoes. And he was like, you know, no, because we as Christians, we want the whole picture. We want to see everything. But God is just saying, if you'll just lift your foot, you know, Mm -hmm. when you put your foot down, that light will come on. And the Bible says, you know, your light is a lamp unto my path and a light unto my feet. It doesn't say that he gives you light all around you to see the whole picture, that he gives you light for your feet as you take a step and take forward that you'll see right where you're stepping. And it's so crazy because we want to be in control and we want to know everything. And that's not the way that God works. That's not the way that faith works in God and what he's doing. Maybe you're not supposed to see until you take that step. That's right. And and for him to to know that we believe him that much, you Mm. know, that we have faith in him that much and what he's doing, you know. um, So good. You know, the three things is what we're talking about that get in the way of hearing from God is headspace, headspace, religion, religion, and life life you know i'm gonna make all this money and then after i get all this money made and money saved up then i'll quit working on sundays and start going to church and tithing we're gonna do everything in life i'm gonna raise my kids and once they're raised then then me and me and my mate will have to get in church and serve god that's right i don't have time to right now i'm young i've got a life to live Mm -hmm. you don't have a life if you don't have jesus i'm telling you you do not have a life if you don't. I'm have gonna Jesus. go to church, but we got sports this weekend. Right. Well, you know what? You can find a church any day of the week, and I promise you that. So I don't want to hear about your sports on a that's Sunday right. when that's you can right. go to church any day any of the week. Any day, that's right. You know, there, there's so much, and then you know, we just allowed. Oh, I had to clean the house. Oh, you know, I had to stay and cook. Oh, I had to do this, but you know what? There are people who are cooking and cleaning and doing all that and still making it to that's church. Right. You know, the enemy will try to tell you that you have five million things going mm-hmm. on, and the truth is, he's trying to keep you busy and keep you out of the presence of God because there's growth in community there's growth in the fellowship that comes when you're at church when you're among God's people and not just for you but for your children look the generation that we're in and God has been dealing with me on this the generation that our children are in now we have to teach them about God we are getting so and this is me too speaking against myself and I've just recently changed this but we've gotten so used to leaving them at home leaving them in the house you know while 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 we go do what we got to do, you know, and we're, but we're not teaching them about Christ. They don't even have Bible studies hardly anymore. Sunday school. They don't have Sunday school a lot of places places anymore. And so it's like, who's teaching these children 
about Jesus. They're learning it on streets, in their yeah. VR, and on YouTube. And that's not accurate. Men, that's not mm-hmm. accurate. You know, and so um, I just recently uh, made my son start going to the youth group at our church because I was like, man, at his age, that's when my life was transformed by yes, discipleship. Yes. So I told him, if you don't go by yourself, call your cousin and get him to come with you. So him and his cousin, now they love it. They go every week. They can't Praise wait yes. to go again. That's all they talk about. Man, I've been waiting for Thursday all week long. And Amen. I remember that expectation when I was a kid of going to it's these so things good. and being poured into by people who weren't my family, yes. having these understandings of God. You know, every single day after, when I pick them up from the Thursday nights, you know, they're like, man, right now they're going through the Proverbs. So they're like, man, this is my favorite verse. And they're just sharing with me what it meant to them and what it's teaching them. And I'm like, to go through Proverbs as a young person, that's amazing because that is the book of wisdom right there. life lessons in itself. Yeah, so so it's so incredible, you know, and and, uh, his cousin that's going is Lisa's son, so um, Eloisa's son. And so it's really cool to see them, God just pouring into them. And I'm like, thank you, Lord, because I don't want their relationship with God to be based off of my relationship have your own relationship right. like get your own you that's know what right. i mean like get your own that's jesus right. you know i got he's dealing with me enough now you can deal with you and the bible says raise them up and they show the way uh, they should go the and they will go. never depart from that's it that's right that's right and that is true and you don't want the world teaching your kids you teach them that's right teach them you teach them that's right don't leave it for the wolves yeah, because that's yeah. what you're doing, leaving it for that's the world. There's there's so much, you know. The Bible talks about the false teachings, the the false teachers, and all this stuff that's going to come in the end yeah. days, and a lot of it's already here. And so we have to be having these hard conversations with our kid. Let them ask questions, and if yes. you don't know the answers, that's why you need to have a church community yes. so I can take them to my pastor and say, that's "Hey, right. he got some questions, some big questions, and I can't yeah. answer. Can you help me?" And just so you know, that spirit of depression is on you. There's yep. a whole generation of depressed kids that are suicidal. That glorify it. Yes. In the all understanding, it's glorified it. in their generation. out of it, you know. Yeah, it's glorified. Uh, the, the suicide rate among them, the, the demonic things going on among them, mm-hmm. all of that. So be aware of what your kids are doing. Teach them about God so they'll yeah. be aware when the demonic things come along. They won't be comfortable with them. Right. They won't want to run to them because in their spirit they'll feel something that's not right. That's they'll right. feel a check in their spirit that, I don't know what you're doing, but that's not right. That's right. You know, one thing I will tell you, you know, Elijah, my oldest, he loves scary movies and I won't watch them. Um, I only let, I let him watch them because his dad lets him watch them, but I'm very clear with him about what he needs to be careful of. And I'm always teaching him, like, listen, this is why I don't watch scary movies because I don't want to open a door to fear in my life. I don't want fear to have any room to operate, right. whether it's a fiction movie or whether it's, a, I, I especially won't watch no demonic supernatural right. movies. But I don't want fear to operate in my life because how can I turn around and have, you know, like Second Timothy 1, 7, God did not give me a spirit Amen. of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind, but I'm intentionally putting fear into myself. Right. That's not something that I want to do. Not God. It's not. Right and so, you know, so I'm constantly telling Elijah this, you know, I do um, because as he was younger, I didn't really filter him or censor him as much. So I feel like it's kind of harder now to shut that door. But I'm always teaching him about it because right. I'm like, look, I just want you to understand yes. this is what's happening. And it's important that we have conversations like that with our kids. You yes, have an eye gate, you have an ear gate, you have, you know, things that can be put into you in those ways that can be spiritual, yeah. you know, that you can pick up on as you grow up. And the more spirits you let in, the more you have to fight against That's when you're right. trying to serve yeah. God as you get older, you That's know, right. and 
Um, it's just important to know that you can overcome. Yes. And so, um, you guys, I hope this was encouraging to you guys. We really yes. uh, just are kind of stirred up um, about what God is doing and, yes, and kind of laughing at what the devil's doing, you know, because this is a thing. Um, I feel like this is a season God is bringing things to light That's right. and, and the devil's been playing long enough. And yes. now God's like, I'm about to snatch some people out of the gates of hell and yes. we about to go forward in the kingdom of heaven. That's right. And that's how I feel. And I feel like it's important that you know and that you listen, because when you understand that you are getting in your own way, that there are things that the enemy yes. uses to get in your own yes. way, then you can be aware yes. and press forward, knowing that you have victory in Christ and knowing that if you could just get through it, then this too shall pass. Amen. You know, you don't have to make it a bigger obstacle than what it is. Cause once you get past it, it's not a big deal, right. but sometimes we, we give into it and then it becomes a much bigger deal yes. than it ever was. Right. If we would have just pressed through it, overcame it, and then we would be done with it, you know? That's and right. so, so good. um, that is so good. We love you guys. Do We're you want to, do you want to um, pray them out here in just a moment? I will. Um, she'll pray over you. Listen, Monday through Friday, we have ladies talk podcast. We're on there. You guys We're um, having a good time just talking to you guys and sharing devotionals or what? Yes. yes. Sorry. Yes. The daily de yes. ladies talk podcast, daily devotionals. Yes. Sorry. I forgot it's to add that. In part. <laughs> um, and so we're having a good time talking to you guys and we appreciate the feedback and you guys yes. getting on their comment and showing us some love. It's been awesome. Yes. Um, every Sunday night at 6 PM, we're releasing our uh our ladies talk podcast episodes we have easter coming up yes. we have passover coming up and we're going to talk about the passover uh we're going to study it and we're going to talk about it here in the next couple weeks because i think it's next weekend so we might do that next weekend but it's just so important that you guys understand what the passover is all right. about the story of passover why yes. does it matter as a believer Amen. what passover is you know yes. and so we'll talk about that um and we're just excited that you guys are joining yes. us. And if you ask what is our purpose for doing this podcast, first of all, we have a passion mm -hmm. for helping others. That's right. And we want to be there through all the good. Encourage you through the good. Be, be there, there through the, the good. good. Sorry. Encourage, Encourage you through, through the bad. bad and, and walk, walk with, with you through, through the, the ugly. ugly. That's right. And no matter what you're going through in life, we want to be there. So if you need us, you can reach out to us. That's on right. Ladies Talk Podcast Facebook page. Ladies Talk Podcast 3 at gmail.com. Any of our Facebook page under yes. Crescia Joe, Bonnie Rodriguez, or Eloisa Gomez. Uh, I'm telling you, we are more than happy to respond and to be a part of your community. And we're thankful for those of you that have already reached out. Yes. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for these listeners, God. Lord, we just thank you for this word that you have led us in today, God. We pray that it doesn't fall on deaf ears, God. Lord, we just pray that you would just uh, let your Holy Spirit be an influence to these women, God, as they struggle in life to make choices, may they hear your voice, Lord, and not the voice of the enemy, God. Lord, we just pray, God, that uh, that you would just be with them through their struggles, God, that when they're weak, you will be their strength, God. Lord, we thank you. Draw us close to you, Father. Be with us as we celebrate this upcoming Easter, God. May we learn the true meaning of, the, of what Easter is all about. It's not about a a bunny, but it's about a lamb. Yes, Lord. The lamb of God. Father, we just thank you. Uh, bless each person that listened. Bless those that weren't here that truly wanted to be God. Yes, we Lord. just thank you, God. Bless each family, God, each child, each each woman, each man, God. We yes, give you Lord. all the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
Amen. We love you guys. We love you. We pray that you have a great week and we will see you next week on Ladies Talk Podcast.